Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Templeton Elliott, and I'm joined, as always, by Mike Munzenreiter and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. This week on the show, we're talking about the Dime Video and Tampa Am. Over the weekend, the skate park of Tampa hosted their 26th Tampa Am, a gathering of skateboarding's up-and-comers looking to make a name for themselves. Japan's Kari Netsuki came out on top. Mike, as a Tampa Am alum, uh, what'd you think of this year's event? Uh, very international, from what I could tell. I was looking at uh, the list of the finalists, and frankly, like not a lot of them rang a bell with me. What else? Crazy course, a lot of handrails. Kinks are in this year. Kids were going up and down. I guess I'm not like a year-to-year viewer, but I definitely caught some this time around as it was happening, like after the skate park session, streamed it on a phone with some friends. Yeah, it seemed good, though. Like like I said, I didn't recognize a lot of the names, so there wasn't anybody that like really, really caught my eye. I don't know. It seems like, I don't want to say it's diminished, but it's a different contest than it was back in the day. What do you guys think? Yeah, I came away with it with a similar feeling. You know, I was like, oh, like I in the recap video, I was like, oh, I recognize uh, Tanner Van Vark and Dominic Walker, and then um, that's it. You know, Jake Wooten. Yeah, I don't even know who Jake Wooten is. <laughs> but yeah, it, just, it it seemed a little different from years past. Jason, what do you think? Were all the Americans hungover? That's pretty easy. To- to attain in tampa for what it's worth yeah we got a ways to go for the olympics i mean we really got to get our shit together based on tampa it's brazilians japanese kids like the world's coming they're uh gunning for us but yeah i mean i couldn't really i knew that dominic walker kid and the tanner van vart the kid on real but i was thinking about this earlier it's like they're not really any like big ams anymore because it seems like Whenever anyone gets a little juice, they go pro. Like uh, like Kevin Bradley, like the uh, Sean Pablo. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I might have lost of the juice for that reason. Because I was trying to think of some, like, hmm, who are, like, the big ams in the industry? And I couldn't really think of any. Besides, right. like, uh, that Robert Neal dude on Primitive or E.T. from Alzheimer's, who we'll probably talk about later. But, yeah, that might be why. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I can't think of any AMs that are like missing. And I feel like usually Tampa AM has, you know, kind of the top tier AMs uh, <clears throat> from big companies. And it seems like the big companies didn't have any AMs to send or I just can't think of any AMs. Um, I'm sure people will write in and remind me of ripping AMs that should have or could have been there, but nothing off the top of my head. Yeah, I should, I should point out, I just looked up Robert Neal because I wanted to see if... Uh... If he was in Tampa this year, he's now pro <laughs> for whatever that's worth. Yeah, it seems like a lot of like the quote unquote cool AMs, you know, maybe don't need the Tampa experience anymore to like actually further their brand or, you know, get that pro model. Yeah, I'm I'm at a loss as to like who wasn't there. And yeah, those guys that we did name, like your Tanner Van Barks, it seems like he's not that far off of turning pro. And so yeah, it does seem like kind of a more of a leg up for now a different tier of amateur skateboarder than than maybe five or six years ago. Yeah, and maybe there's there's more to lose for a top tier am uh, going to Tampa Am than there is to gain because you know if you're a top tier am and you show up and you get skunked by some rando from a far off country, then that <laughs> that doesn't look good 
for you or your sponsors. So maybe best to just skip it. I'm sure there's some kind of calculus like that happening. Yeah, I mean, for for a lot of dudes, and it's not really on brand. Like, can you see like uh, whoever, like the the GX1000 guy with the beard <laughs> skating Tampa Am? Right. You know what I mean? Or like uh, some of those fucking guys on 917 or something. I was gonna say yeah, like it's not on brand, and you know what I mean for them, and it's not really. I don't know. Best thing I can say is like it's not really cool. You know what I mean? Contents are cool. Like I don't know if they were ever cool. They have a place in the culture, but like it's kind of like in the early '90s when contents were. You know, you wanted to hang out or whatever, but like contents were cool. I don't know. They might still be cool. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like maybe other things have replaced the contest to as a way to get your name out there, or like there's other events where you can go hang out and meet people. So that's just not as necessary as it once was. Because, yeah, these big contests are almost like a industry convention where you, you know, see people you haven't seen in a while. You get to meet people and maybe just, you know, with Instagram, you can show you can show your shit every day of the week. You can DM the team manager. Um, yep. and you can just <laughs> make it all happen from your own your own spots. And you don't need to go go to Tampa and show your show your shit in front of everybody it was like a jagger eaton who won last year there let's see not not what i'm coming up with i don't think yeah so. yeah you'd think he'd be although there was some kid laser there l-a-z-e-r laser crawford a, yeah it's a pretty uh progressive name there well isn't uh somebody in fiddler on the roof named laser Whoa. laser wolf yeah i got a uh Look at my Jewish handbook somewhere. But, yeah, uh, L-A-Z-A-R. Yeah, it might, yeah, it might be a, uh, like a Jewish name or something, or a Hebrew name. I think because I think it's a word in Hebrew. But uh, but Mike, let me ask you this: When you competed in Tampa, did you wear the Tampa kit? Whoa, what's the Tampa kit? Tampa kit is just all black, black t-shirt, black dickies or whatever. Dang. Um. So it was 2007 when I skated in it, and at the time. I'm I'm just yeah trying to trying to trying to pinpoint by time it was mostly most likely I should say like brown cords I had a board sponsor a local board sponsor at the time so I probably yeah. wore that shirt because yeah you gotta wear your sponsor shirt yeah yeah, yeah. so a yep. roots roots skateboard shirt brown cords and some lakais is is gonna be my best yeah, guess because yeah. like yeah there was there was a couple of years when it was all stretch cords nothing else in the closet so. Yeah, that was the uh, the brown court era. Most definitely. I remember it well. I only saw one kid with the Tampa kit. It was that one kid who was wearing like a black button down with just the top button button. That was a pretty crazy fit. <laughs> I missed that one in the recaps. Yeah, it was in the recap. I forgot what his name was, but that was the most memorable fit, I think. So, Mike, back in 2007 when you went to Tampa Am, what was, what was your uh, motivation to go? Um, I feel like I was probably near the end of like really wanting to do anything with contests. And like I said, I had that, I had that board sponsor root skateboards and, um, there was actually some dudes on it at the time. So like Davis Torgerson rode for it. CJ Tambernino rode for the company. So those are probably like the two name guys. And, um, the owner was like motivated to try to get stuff going and I was able to, you know, he was going to put CJ, he was going to put Davis and other dudes in into the contest. 
and yeah, I was able to rig a plane plane ticket. Well, I think the rest of the dudes drove in like a conversion van, you know, like proper sketchy skateboarding, uh, small brand skateboarding. But yeah, it was it was an opportunity to do it. Like I said, I was probably not gonna do it the next year, and um, I looked it up to refresh my memory. I got 105th out of 110 for my day. And, uh, yeah, I finished one position behind Mystery Skateboard's own Everin Stallion, who I think some people saw, like, a Mystery Team photo recently on Twitter, and they're like, whoa, Everin Stallion, that dude is real? So <laughs> that's some trivia. I'm trying to think who else. Like, Austin Gillette was kind of, I think he might have gotten 101st. Ready for Termite, or? God, that's a good question. <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. Like I said, I, w- I was near the end of wanting to do contests at the time, but God, is that a- it, it is a gnarly contest. Like I feel like I only skated half the course because like I was legit intimidated by by the warm ups. And when it came time for the the two runs, and it might have been like fifty seconds because they had probably like two hundred people that needed to qu- do qualifying runs. Um, I landed a lip slide on a bump to box and I tried like a hard flip fakie on that roll in because I'd been looking at that roll in for like a dozen years. And uh, yeah, I didn't make the hard flip. That was my run. Lip slide, come out straight on a bump to ledge. That gets you 105th. <laughs> Not bad. Well, you were in good company down at the bottom, it sounds like. <laughs> and that, yep. that uh, roll in is no joke. If you'd managed to get that hard flip, I'm sure you would have been. Uh... I don't know, maybe in the 99, in the low 90s? I'm, I'm saying I'm propelled into the 90s. That's what I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, the, the locals there, based on the one time I skated there, they just skate the whole place like it's a mini ramp or something. Like, like they'll go down the big quarter of the roll-in, do some shit, do some shit on the other quarter, like come back, do some shit. You know what I mean? It's pretty tight Like it, just to see someone who has that place wired. Just on that tip where it's like, you know, skate it like a mini ramp. That course is sneaky small. I, I don't think video until you get there, you don't really realize like how small of a space that indoor, like where the contest is held, is. And there's like a lot of other stuff to skate at that park, like that concrete, and they got a whole another room with like a bowl the and mini course. ramp. But that the kitty course, yeah. Main skate park though is like shockingly small. This year's Tampa Am kind of snuck up on me. I like. Didn't see any advertising for it. Didn't, uh, yeah, nobody was like talking about it or didn't see anybody like, yeah, we're heading down there. And it just like, yeah, I think day of, I was like, oh shit. Like, yeah, Transworld probably posted something like a recap of um, practice. And I was like, oh shit, Tampa's happening. And mm-hmm. it used to be like a highly anticipated thing, but not so much anymore. I think around the time that I, you know, I went there, so what, 10, 12 years ago, you know, Nike was kind of, well, maybe even more recent, Nike was like the flagship sponsor, you had, you know, a lot of money up, or am I, or am I superimposing that on, from Tampa Pro? It might be Tampa Pro you're thinking of. Okay, but, well, I, I definitely know Nike was, you know, the the main sponsor of the AM contest a couple of years, thinking of like Todd Bratchard drawn ads for it. And yeah, it just seems to have, uh, you know, the dynamics changed. And uh, yeah, I, it snuck up on me as well. I didn't, I wasn't really thinking about it until, you know, like the 
the local skate park team started started posting clips from there and it was like oh okay yeah same boat as you templeton yeah part of that i think is um their media partner is Transworld, which is um kind of a, a dying media entity that i'm not paying super close attention to and i think the skateboard world um <clears throat> looks to thrasher first and thrasher uh basically just ignores tampa am um very true yeah so th- i think that's like you know tough wonder why that is i mean schaefer when with i mean they fuck with like deluxe a lot so it seems weird that they, they would uh straight up ignore it but i don't know who knows yeah i Man. mean it it's a competitive event you know thrasher is an event company as well as a media company and you know maybe they're just like that's not our event. We're not going to cover it. And maybe they're also just like, that's not important anymore um, like it once was, so we don't need to cover it. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's an old old contract with Transworld, which, you know, is restructured right now as kind of a producer content, you know, online magazine. That never works. So, you'll, you know, I wonder what they'll be able to maintain but uh, yeah, it might just be uh, you know the old tracker indie beef, right? Damn. Well, it was sponsored also by NHS, you know, like Santa Cruz, OJ Wheels, all that stuff. So there can't be that much uh, beef from Northern California. Yeah, it was also sponsored by some CBD company. Yeah, pretty weird. For whatever that's worth. Yeah, I'm always a little wary of like. The CBD stuff, the weed maps and skating, like, I don't know, it just it doesn't feel uh, right to me. No, yeah, it's kooky. Like, it's it's kooky shit that's, like, infiltrated the industry, kind of. Yeah, but it's like, I'm sure these guys are like, we need we need sponsors, we need these sponsor dollars, so we can't be... Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, over overall, it seems like most of the dudes in the contest... We're like trying either straight up trying to win money or just trying to make a name for themselves. Like those, uh, those Portuguese dudes that ripped that did like three stupid no size and shit. And as opposed to, you know, dudes who are already established AMs just going to, you know, skate the contest and have fun and shit. I don't know. But like I said, like I couldn't even think of any like big name AMs in the industry. Besides, like, Robert Neal, who's already pro, apparently. So, I don't know. It's weird. I guess that's what it's like now. Well, it's, it's worth, like, on that note, it's worth looking at, you know, your previous Tampa M winners. You know, the early years are, are, up in, are, are interesting, I should say. Josh Stewart. Yes, that Josh Stewart. 1995. <laughs> then you got Donnie Barley. Judd Hertzler. Old Nathan Smith. <laughs> Either of you guys ever skate with him? I feel like he was a Southeast no, never I, met the guy, but he was easy. he was always kind of the outlier who like, you know, when you look at this list, it's like, yeah, I know that guy, I know that guy. Who the fuck is Nathan Smith? He had a mean El Nino flip. I know that I, I remember that much. That's that's what I remember too, is the El Nino. What the hell what's an El Nino El Nino flip? Switch frontside yeah. two seventy kick flip over a hip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did it like go completely vertical, like or some bullshit? That, yeah, that's how you did it. Yeah. 
Although, like very Sapa Leon. Yeah, or also with the list of winners, uh, Virginia Beach's own Kyle Berard, only uh, due to win the AM and Pro. Is that right? I think that's right. I think that's, I think right. that's right. And he might have won them in the same year. I know, or maybe it was like, you know, late 2000 and then early 2001. But yeah, he won yeah, them like basically back to back. Yeah, it is interesting. Like the list, you got names. You got names pretty much through like until five, six, seven years ago. You got two Minnesotans, won it back to back. Alec Majerus, Jack Olson, Minnesota baby. And then, and then you got your boy Jaeger Eaton, and <laughs> after that, it goes pretty, it goes international. It goes, I mean, I know Deshaun Jordan, but I, I, I couldn't, you know, tell you much of what he's done. And I guess I recognize the names for the most part, but yeah, it's, it's a, it seems like it's a different tier in the past four or five years, at least. Yeah, I think that's right. Trevor Colden's mug shot on here is pretty, pretty lit. <laughs> Hat over the beanie. He's another uh, Virginia Beach native. So two for VB and two for uh, Minnesota. Look at that. Trevor Colden, did he get injured or what? He like fell off the... Uh, fell yeah, off the I believe he had an injury and uh, tough time recovering. But he, I think he's on his way back. That's cool. Yeah, we shall see. Um, all right, let's wrap this up. I've got a, a quick question for you guys. Um, in the era of everybody's good, do contests even matter? I mean, my gut is no, but they're still fun, like some of them. I think there's a place for them in the culture. I mean, they're like you mentioned before, Templeton is fun, just like a convention, at, you know, as a get together, see people you might not have seen for a while, blah, 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 blah. And like for these uh, international men and women, it's a good way to get, you know, get some exposure, maybe, you know, make some more money. Um, one thing I'd add, like, uh, Jason brought up men and women, like, I'm surprised in 2019, we don't have like a Tampa M women's division. Cause I think even, even, you know, it's an open contest. I don't think I saw any women on the, the qualifying sheets I was looking at or else there, you know, it was only one or two that I completely missed just scrolling through. So it seems like it'd be high time for that or, you know, just, just to see more, uh, more women in the contest. They got a, they got a women's pro contest, right? They got the pro division. I, I thought Tampa was just always, um, you know, open to whoever. Cause, uh, I believe Alyssa Steamer competed in Tampa pro many years ago. Yep. All right. Well, from, uh, <laughs> heavy contest to, uh, light videos, Last week, Dime released their much-anticipated video, The Knowing Mixtape Volume 2. Was there a Volume 1? I don't know. Uh, it's a 17-minute Friends montage featuring all your favorite Dime players. Uh, Jason, what would you think of the new Dime video? Yeah, uh, I loved it. I mean, with Dime, you pretty much know what you're going to get. It's kind of like, you know, watching their uh, ascent is kind of like one of those things that is an example of a joke that becomes serious and then you know gains more and more steam and then eventually like becomes a thing like you know blind eventually you know it was like oh you know the opposite of vision blah 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 then like becomes you know a huge uh huge brand but yeah it was sick like preparing for this podcast i watched their other video from like three years ago and like 
I don't know if you remember they they put clips of like some guy with an afro drinking a beer in Peace Park, like random places. That's in the old video too. Okay. So that's like some fucking inside joke. And yeah, the thing with the names is hilarious. Like they they put you know we always complain about that on this podcast, like names and videos, shit like that. But they uh, they put everyone's name in every clip. Like they'll have a clip with like Tiago. Then, like, next up with Tiago, they show his name again, shit like that. I mean, pretty funny. And, like, Bob LaSalle, is that a real person? It sounds like a French-Canadian, like, made-up name or some shit. But I don't know. Who knows? But, like, yeah, the thing about Dime is, like, there's one inside jokes. It's pretty tight. Skating is pretty tight. Tiago's the best. What'd y'all think? I mean... You've got on here is Tiago the best street skater, and that's pretty much where I'm at. Like, if that's, I don't know, what is that kind of throwaway footage or like, you know, just the random shit that he filmed with those guys? You know, like I don't know where that that those clips fit in the the footage hierarchy for the man. But like, I was I was talking about the video with the buddy, and like, you know, there's video game skating. That can be really, I don't know, gross, like the the Tony Hawk pro skater combo build up or whatever. But then there's like, oh, I got like a neck high ledge and I'm going to nolly front crook it. And like, that's kind of how I always played video game skateboarding. And like, that's Tiago Lemo skateboarding. He's, I don't know. I think, uh, I think I'm, I'm just going to say, you know, he's, 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 he's my Sodi forever. He's the Sodi in my heart. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Like he's kind of in that place where, kind of like uh, Boozins was a few years ago, where like everyone kind of it's understood that he's just the best street skater, whether yeah. or not he's skater of the year and everything that entails. You it's know like I mean? LeBron or you know LeBron or Jordan on years when they didn't win MVP in the in the NBA. It's like okay, the, the other guy wins, but we actually know who the best is. They're gonna have to give it to him eventually, though. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's like the mo- least. I, I I say this, um, you know, with David Gonzalez video part recency, um, you know, he's like the least thrasher guy in certain ways. I can't I, I I can't actually think of a gauge of like how much coverage he's gotten. Ah, he's had the interview in there, but yeah, I feel like I feel like it's a tough one for him, but it shouldn't be. I think it's worth noting that he's 28 years old. So um, I guess, I guess again, going back to the NBA references, like you know, he's he's thoroughly in his prime for skateboarding. Um, is he tall? Anybody actually seen him in person? No, I, I don't. Th- I don't think he's a tall gentleman. He's kind of hard to gauge, but yeah, I, I don't think it's trending that way. So <laughs> kind of makes it even better. Just like kind of running back looking dude doing incredible tech skateboarding i like it it's gonna be interesting to see what he looks like in new balance i felt like he was running the dc look pretty hard yeah and this this video for sure like the gear and shit yeah i'm almost disappointed that the dime video wasn't his like dc footage dumping ground because you know he's just sitting on some hot shit wearing dcs that he's got to just get rid of yeah video yeah, there is Local supposed to be a, the primitive videos this weekend, so it's coming. Oh yeah, yeah. There, were, there was also some pretty good uh, spot porn in this video. Was that Greece or you guys know where that all those crazy ledges were and shit? 
I do know that they went to Greece on a trip, uh, but I, I can't uh, identify location of uh, any of the specific ledges, I think. See, I just pretended everything was in, like, I don't know, Quebec or something. <laughs> Man, imagine if all Canada. that shit was in uh, middle Canada. Skate Mecca in our backyard that we didn't even notice. Well, there were more skaters than uh, just Tiago in there. Got to give a, got to say this, Will Marshall, if, if we are talking Sodi, another sports convention I'll throw out there. In my mind, he's got to be in the conversation for Sodi. He's not a winner. Don't get me wrong, but Will Marshall, another another one of those stocky skaters. He's damn good. Yeah, he's super good and really has his own uh, unique style. Is he the one that did the half cab flip and then like little power slide and then half cab flip? Is that Will Marshall? I think so. I thought that that was super sick, uh, but kind of weird to include all that without ever getting a make of it. <laughs> but that that was kind of like one of the standout tricks for me. I kind of like the futility of it all. And in a na- in a video with uh you know no lack for name titles, I think it's like we're all like ninety eight percent certain that that was Will Marshall, but we can't be for sure. That's I'm a, never uh, sure. That's kind of a trend now, though, like putting non makes in videos, especially at the end of a line. Everyone oh, definitely. But uh, yeah, as far as standout tricks, Will Marshall single trick no slide sick editing choice there that was dope for me it was the jake johnson trick the, oh uh, geez switch pupeki grind is that switch i think when yeah. it's switch yeah. it becomes a gino did i make that up maybe you're coining it right now i guess no i think i've i think i've heard that before like if you like like yeah regular backside when you think if i pupeki if you switch it's a gino i think i've heard that uh nomenclature before there we go well i'll switch a regular i really like that trick so sick to see jake johnson do it yeah it would be uh it would be sick if there was more etienne uh gagne footage because like i said this before he's kind of like the new guy mariano or whatever but hopefully it'll be like some van shit or like a new alzheimer's video he had some really yeah, sick shit in that vans video the vans canada video oh yeah he had a super sick part in that Dang, put that in the show notes. I don't believe I've seen that. Oh yeah, it'll be it'll be there. He also, <laughs> I don't know what video this was. If it was the all timers or what, he backtailed that like crazy. This has got to be in Europe somewhere. Like fat round white rail at the top of a brick bank that Colin Provost did in that part that came out a week ago. And Chen did it like three years ago or whatever. <laughs> I don't think Colin Provost. Colin Provost didn't see. He didn't see the video either. He's not up on like, yeah, whatever. All timers from three years ago, but I doubt he I, fucking cares. I, I wonder I, if Colin. Never mind. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> no one. I don't think anyone cares about ABDs or MBDs these days, anyway. So. Yeah, we're in a post ABD world. I think. Yes, I keep forgetting that. Damn it. I still have my binder with uh, spots and with tr- what tricks are ABD <laughs> for each spot on a spreadsheet. You throw it in the fire. It's of no use anymore. I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like it's got to be called the index. T-H-A index. The index. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, what what of that form of the video? I feel like there's been I don't know. We were watching Candyland, and that's classic Strobeck. What it's like seventeen and a half minutes. Got a bunch of just like club songs, kind of. I don't know. I really enjoyed that video where just you know sat down. It gets into it. There's not a lot of filler. It's funny, and then it's done. Um, I think it, yeah, just 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 for the form too, it's worth noting how how fun and good it is. Yeah, like super good skating all the way through. It's a feel. It's yeah. It's the feel good hit of the fall, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Like like there's no lifestyle footage. There's no slow mo. It's just like boom, 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 which is dope editing. I think anyway. That was the one thing I liked about Zero. Like the editing in their videos was like boom, 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 like quick hits like that was dope yeah all killer no filler yeah, all killer. Zero videos yeah i i think the editing uh comes from the fact that it's like a crew based video it's not a brand based i mean dime is a brand but it started as a crew i imagine there's not like big meetings about the direction of the video and like <laughs> uh spreadsheets and powerpoint presentations and mood boards just like we're just gonna slap Whoa. this together like we've always done so I, I think that's pretty rad. What is a mood board? A, a mood board, it's like, oh, man. Um, you know, like you, you find all these things that inspire you and you put them on like a poster board. Uh, like, you know, if you're designing a shoe, you might put some, uh, you know, like a race car that's got like a good color scheme or like, you know, some rapper's outfit or, you know, okay. uh, sunset or whatever like all that stuff inspires you to make this shoe that uh you know whatever the mood board creates a mood that you're going to take into your project got it got it i I bet had there been a moon mood board for that dime video it would have been pretty sick i feel like there might have been rappers and race cars on it (laughs) for sure but yeah i think the note on cruise and how good how they're good for skateboarding um i've said before on other mediums that like the atlantic drift crew those dudes are doing some of the most interesting skateboarding out there what are the other crews why am i drawing a blank well crews you know there's bust crew which is sick out of richmond um oh well, there's uh, the gx guys of course gx guys yes, yeah you. um yeah and I, I think it's interesting that um you know, you see this with a lot of crew or some crews, they become brands. GX is kind of the, the most recent one that has gone from crew to brand. Um, but Dime started out as a crew. Palace was a crew. Baker was a crew. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Hasoy. Was Hasoy a crew? I think it was just. Uh, entourage. Yeah, it was he. It was him and his entourage and a bunch of dudes that all dressed the same and kind of looked the same. Yeah, it was basically like his entourage. One could argue, girl, chocolate, cruise at a certain point, cruise brought to brought together by brand. But yeah, there's something to be said about how like that dynamic of friends doing fun shit together like really translates well into videos and does make for like legitimately cool brands like there's not as much uh they're not faking it or at least in the early offings they're not faking it like yeah 
Baker's still going strong. Baker's still red. And I do wonder how, uh, just a side note, some of that like old school, slow paced Baker editing, if, if we're going to see it in 2019 when that video comes out, Baker 4. But yeah, it seems like crews, crews are doing the interesting stuff in skateboarding right now. Yeah, well, the output of a crew is usually a video and there's not anything tied up in that um, like cost-wise. So they can just do whatever the hell they want, and it really creates a vibe, lets you feel like you know these guys, you know, especially with like crews like Baker and Palace, like they really created this vibe, and like you kind of felt like you knew them or knew what they were about at least, even outside of skating. So oh. I think that that authenticity is something that people gravitate towards, and you know, end up wanting to buy into so it's kind of like makes sense for a crew to evolve into a brand so that they can you know reap the benefits of their popularity yeah i almost forgot the best crew and the best skateboard company ever menace how could i forget (laughs) how could we all forget man hey I'll, i'll like i'll build on that i mean there's there's like legitimacy to everything fitting together you know like those dudes ran together and you know what that 20 shot section that's it that's the whole thing that 20 shot section for menace <laughs> Damn. if you yeah. don't know check the show notes we'll link to it yeah it's like it's like clyde said in the uh in the commentary in the world box that like they should have been a rap group they really should have kind of expanded that into being a rap group and that would have been the era to do it too because every no. rap group was getting signed man but yeah man, been. crew and brand i still yeah. want to make it a lot it is a life goal i think i yeah i put i put a public claim on the internet that i was going to whatever the dime 2020 event is in toronto or wherever it may end up being um that looks about as fun as uh as you're gonna have at a skateboard event and after saying that contests no longer matter on this very podcast I have to reverse course because, you know, if Dime's doing their glory challenge or whatever it's going to be called, contests do matter. And there you have it. Um, Yeah, we'll have Mike reporting live from Dime's next event. Uh, I'll have to uh, embed with the the New York Times guys so that we can, you know, get some journalistic synergy going. Yeah, they're going to have to have a whole, uh, what do you call that thing where the press is that like a table or something? Press like box. Yeah, press box. Yeah, there you go. For like uh, whoever all like Times, Vogue, Vanity Fair, New York Magazine, little press box for all the journalists. I'd love to see it. I would be stoked on it, in fact. Whoa. <laughs> uh, Yo. So... That brings us to the end of our show, where we talk about what we're stoked on. Mike, what are you stoked on this week? Oh my god, you guys. I am stoked on the Minnesota Timberwolves, shooting guard, Andrew Wiggins. Uh, you know, the, the Wolves tonight just beat the San Antonio Spurs, 129-114 in Minneapolis. Beautiful downtown Minneapolis. Uh, I'm stoked on Andrew Wiggins because... I'm trying to figure out like an analogy that would make it make sense on a skateboarding podcast. Um, I'm talking about basketball, by the way. Um, 
Thank you. Wiggins is like, yeah, for sure. Wiggins is like your homie who could be super good at skateboarding. And when you can get him out, he rips, he or she rips, but like they're way too content to like play video games or work on cars or for some reason, like they're really into their like office kickball league and they don't care about skateboarding, even though they should. Wiggins isn't exactly that because he's like an insane athlete and can do all that stuff and was a number one draft pick. So like he's a, he's a tier above having, having spoken about tiers a lot on this podcast, he's a tier above, but he seems to be getting it this season tonight. Let me pull it up here, guys. I won't go too heavy on the box score. He put up 30 points, eight rebounds and seven assists. Like he's probably had three other games like that in six seasons. So that's why everyone on, NBA Twitter was uh, going nuts. Yeah, he's uh, he's good. He's he's your homie who like finally finally got off the couch. You got the you got the spot. You you've got like fifteen clips on IG banked for him. He's about to DM that uh that that team manager, and yeah, they just got, Wiggins just got to keep it going like your homie. Uh, Jason, what are you stoked on? I am stoked on. Venture trucks, of course, and, you know, I'm a patient person, and I've been waiting about two or three months um, to finally sample the Popeye's chicken sandwich, and I did over the weekend, and it was really good. Uh, I highly recommend it. It was totally worth all the, uh, maybe it wasn't worth all the hype, but it was pretty fucking good. I think a dude got stabbed over one. Yeah, I saw, yeah, I saw, I saw that on Twitter. But like the one, the one by me, they had like mountains and mountains of them. Like they were, they were not uh, in short supply. And finally, probably the most important video that's going to come out in my lifetime, the Hellas video. Uh, don't really want to say too much about it because I probably have some other stuff in the works about it. But yeah, pretty psyched on it. It's uh, probably going to be a life changer. Probably the most important video since Questionable, if not more important than Questionable. Oh. Wow, tall claim. That's like a, a pre-stoked. Like you haven't even seen the video. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. My expectations uh couldn't be higher. Well, I, I did watch some of the half an hour that they put on Thrasher, and it was pretty sick. I think the first guy was like uh, Florentin Mertain. Yep. And he uh, fucking killed it. Yeah, he had like a seven-minute part or something. Yeah, yeah, that that one's gonna take a while to digest, but uh, yeah, pretty psyched on I'm psyched on the idea of it alone. This is Eurotech Nirvana. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a Euro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So pretty psyched on that. Hopefully, uh, I'll get my hands on a physical copy of it pretty soon. Sick. What you stoked on, Templeton? I am stoked on finally learning frontside slappies. It's a trick that I've been toying with for years and haven't really been able to make any sense of it and finally over the weekend everything clicked and i was able to do a bunch of them i'm still a little wary to say that i learned them um, because i've had this happen before where i can do a trick in a session and then the next time i skate i can't do it anymore for some reason but i think i got it think i have it figured out what's the secret there it's like a little uh heel toe action 
I think I say that about everything. Like, <laughs> it definitely is some heel toe action. You you gotta like some. I always like interview good slappy people when I'm at out skating and see people doing slappies. I'm like, how do you do it? So I've I've been amassing tips uh, from every every frontside slappier I can find. And uh, somebody told me you got to power slide into it, and that kind of I think that was like the piece of advice that finally made things click for me because uh, you kind of do have to power slide and put all your weight on the heel so that your toe side wheels can just bump up onto the curb and then you gotta very quickly shift your weight onto the top and um yeah finally finally figured it out so hopefully this coming weekend i can still do slappies uh, i'll report back next week that's tight. That's like the one, uh, you know, like once every 15 years you get a trick tip that's actually helpful. Like one time someone told me for a 360 flip, was like, you just like, oh, you just like mush your toes super hard. And I was like, oh, you know, so that's tight when that happens, which is almost never. Yeah, I feel you- like you, you got to like just keep keep getting tips until one of those tips works. Yeah, it's exactly. All kind of different. Were you Am saying, I remembering right? right that I might have seen uh, seen a slappy on your Instagram story this weekend? Yep. I yeah, gotta I say, uh, I think it had I think it had passed muster with the slappy purists who uh, frown upon like kind of a kind of a front truck back truck. You had you had good uh, truck cohesion. Yeah. See, I was I had been trying to do a front truck back truck thing, and I would always like it just wouldn't work. So once I once I abandoned that and went for a more pure approach, everything worked out. There we go. Yeah. Well, that's our show for this week. Uh, you can catch us online on Instagram and Twitter. Jason, where can the people find you? On the Twitter at Carbonite1994. On the Instagram at Frozen Carbonite, and writing stuff for QuartersTax.com. The uh, end of the decade survey feature is coming out soon so be on the lookout for that that's going to be some pretty major end of the decade content to go along with all the other mountains of end of the decade content out there are you participating in that are you creating some content for that yeah i'm 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 participating in that i got some shit in there in that feature so can't wait yeah yeah uh mike where can the people find you both on Instagram and Twitter at M Munzenrider. That's where I'm at. And Templeton, where are you? I am on Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding and on Twitter at Mostly Skate. And uh, that's our show for this week. See you guys next time.